The following podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network is provided by Vision Automotive. You are about to witness The Bounce Back, an upfront and personal podcast that exposes how individuals overcome life's struggles. Now here's your Bounce Back host, Adam McFadden. Well, welcome to the fifth episode of The Bounce Back. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Q Harvey. Hey, what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? So I'm going to let you... Uh, Rock out a little bit and just talk about your background, some of the things that you were able to overcome. Talk about the work that you're doing now. Um, my name is Cornell Harvey. Um, I was born and raised here right in Rochester, New York. I grew up in the 19th Ward on the west side around the Thurston area. You know, in my childhood growing up, I spent a lot of time at the Boy and Girl Club. Um, Life is is has been a challenge. It's been a a, a roller coaster, you know. Uh, growing up, I had two brothers and a sister. Um, my oldest brother was was killed at 17 years old to gun violence. My younger brother, in and out of prison. So I was right in the middle of the, of it all, and having a single parent trying to manage it all was was difficult. Um, seen a lot growing up, man. Dealt with a lot, but I'm just glad to be able to hear and share my testimony today. I'm currently enrolled for a bachelor's in social work at Roberts Wesleyan College. Um, I work for the county, Monroe County, at the Children's Detention Center, and I enjoy giving back and dealing with the youth. It can be difficult sometimes, but I enjoy it. Well, one of the reasons why. I wanted you up here because the bounce back is all about, uh, you know, the testimony. People, you know, they highlight the mistake, but they never really highlight the journey back from the mistake. Right. And so uh, knowing a little bit about your background from what you shared with me and knowing the work that you're currently doing out of the uh, detention center, I thought it would be, you know, an adequate time for you to come up and talk. One about about you and what you had to overcome. But also the state of affairs right now for young people, be it the Kia boys, gang violence, gun violence, the things that we see on the daily and how we see people respond to it. Yeah, these youth today got things messed up, but, you know, they they just a, a product, product of circumstance. A lot of them coming up in households that's broken, you know, a lot of them raising themselves, a lot of them trying to feed and clothe and take care of their siblings so they forced to grow up quicker than they are supposed to. They can't even really enjoy their childhood, but it's not an excuse to, to do the things that we do, but we sometimes we just forced in the circumstances that we are around our surroundings. So if I come outside every day and I see my boys out there standing on the corner doing whatever they doing, if, if I'm at home not getting the love I need, I'm going to go out there and join a activities and, and take that as that's what I'm supposed to be doing when all actuality is the wrong thing to be doing. There's a lot of resources out here that people are not taking advantage of just off the fear of expressing the fact that they need help, too. I know when I was coming up, um, a lot of these programs that people are charging thousands of dollars or money for was free. Like I didn't have to pay for sports or 
training or none of that. I went to the Boiling Girl Club as a youth, and I ain't, I don't even remember if I ever paid for a membership. They they just accepted me and my family, my brothers. You know, we always had a place to go, something to eat there. You know, they took us. We went to plenty of places free of charge. Like, I never remember, you know, paying for anything as far as traveling when I was young. But now I'm in it with my daughter, you know, playing sports and et cetera. And it's, it's getting it's out of reach for some of these kids, man. Paying fourteen fifty to play in the Travel League Club. Yeah. That's not attainable for the average family, you know. And it could be higher, but I just got the dedication to be able to want to sacrifice for my kids just knowing how I came up and the things that's out there for them to get involved with that could easily lead them to a road of destruction. So I just feel like we as a community need to come together, man, and a lot of us people need to start preaching positive things to these kids because I hear a lot of people say things or try to move these kids into the wrong direction and it's, it's silly of you to even put right. that type of mess in a youth head. Um, we already behind when it comes to to us as a people, as black people, you know, we, we gravitate to music or entertainment or basketball or whatever to to find try to find our way out. So when we look up we they only glorifying the singers, the rappers, Absolutely. and the athletes. We we don't even get shows like the Cosby's that show you a black family with a doctor and a, and a teacher or whatever. Yeah. yeah, well, pop culture right now is, is really way out there when you think about what's available to young people. But the the other part of the, the of this is um, I see a lot of inconsistency with leadership and people who want to help. They think that they if they can just talk to a kid one time yeah. that magically they change. Yeah, a lot of it is publicity stuff. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna come hold the babies, forget what they want, you know, for and, a vote or whatever the case may be. But are you really out there in the field with the youth when they're struggling, when they don't got nothing to eat, when they they see their brothers and sisters hungry or whatever? They don't have new clothes for school. I know clothes is shouldn't be a big part of it but that's just how society has made the program to where you gotta look the part you know yeah. and and feel the part so you if you don't look the part you're not gonna feel the part and these kids man it's it's, it's tough man i sit back even at work and i talk to some of these kids and just the the logic and the, the thinking behind the reason why they do some of the things they do is it just doesn't make sense to me yeah when i when i I've been following like uh, the press coverage of the Keel boys. Right. And so for me, I get frustrated because they sensationalize it like, oh, they have a bat cave. Right. These kids are parking in their own yards. Right. They're parking on public streets. They're parking in alleys. They park next to businesses that fix cars. Right. And they, it, it's in plain sight. So it's not like there's this mystical group of people who do this. These are kids in our neighborhoods. Right. That, and, and that are doing of, you know, I, a lot of uh, grown people that is around encouraging it. They encouraging use it for rides absolutely. to the store. And, absolutely. Hey, take me to the grocery store or give me a ride up the street. You know this car is stolen and you, you trying to jeopardize this young man's life instead of telling them, hey, 
that's not cool, man. You ain't going to be able to drive when you get older or you ain't going to be able to get a job or or whatever the case may be. It's just sad. But it's a, a lot of number. these kids is good kids, though. Oh, when absolutely. you sit down and talk to them or you get to the, like, it feel like they forced to do some of this stuff. But yeah. they really not. They just not thinking past the the normal, the norm. They seeing it on TikTok, Instagram, and it's well, being Well, let me ask you. As a young person, what was it that switched the light on for you? For me, it was the struggle and just seeing my little brother doing time in prison and how my mom, you know, how it affect the family and the fact that my older brother was killed at 17 years old in the street to gun violence. Like, that woke me up and made me think. I mean, I stuck around a little bit after, you know, still trying to play here and there. But I, I just one day I just sat down, I, you know, a long day with dealing with my daughters and just being out at the park and whatever. And I just said, man, I can't I can't let them grow up without me or take myself from the situation with them. And I will be hurting them. So I slowly just back, 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 back till I was to the point to where, you know what I mean, the phone not ringing from the people that I don't need to be around. You know, I stopped calling people. I'm not popping up in neighborhoods or areas that I don't need to be. You know what I mean? I just sacrificed and just gave all my, I still give all my time to my family, my children. Because it's not me no more. I'm not worried about self. I'm worried about getting them into a better space. Your legacy. Yeah, so they don't have to struggle or, you know, the struggle was always going to be there regardless how you see it or whatever, but so they they don't have to be in a deep struggle to where they got to turn to drugs or turn to the streets or turn to people that they really don't need. So that's my biggest thing and my biggest fear is failing my kids. So that, that kind of turned the light switch on for me. Well, I, I know in, in my situation, I, like you, I look at my daughters. Right. And I say, you know what? I've, I've had a good run. It's their run now. Right. You know? And so how do I equip them to be in the best possible situation for their success? Right. Is what I'm all about at this point in my life. Right. And, uh, you know, if they ever give me grandchildren, hopefully it'll be the same thing with the grandchildren. Yeah, but exactly. I, I've done just about everything I wanted to do and gone just about everywhere I wanted to go. Right. And done, you know, some amazing things and some embarrassing things. I've had a good life. Right. Now I want to see them live their life to the fullest. Yeah, and that's where I'm at, man. I look at my kids as my biggest investment, man. You know, like, I don't mind spending the money to send them out of town to play sports or to pay and invest in their extracurricular activities or whatever, just family vacations or just giving them knowledge that I got to try to help them get over the hurdles without having to go through the hurdles by spotting them before they can even get to them because these eyes of mine seen things and I've been in situations too, you know, and it only made me more hungrier to be a better person and to give to society in a, a different way from what I'm usually normal normally doing. 
Yeah, and, I, and see, I've, I've tried to be as transparent as possible with, with the community just because I lived a public life. Right. But the other aspect of, of, of trying to, you know, put your children in a situation where they're, they're better is making sure that you are guarded about their community and what surrounds them. Because, as you know, a lot of the kids we see at the center have people in their life that lead them in the wrong direction and they Absolutely. follow the wrong things Absolutely. and they have adults who prey on them right. like, uh, you know, somebody would prey on, you know, the innocent. So I think if you were to tell a parent who might be struggling with being, you know, a good parent or a parent who might have had a toe in the street and a toe at home, what would you tell that parent? I would just say it's, I mean, we're not they friends, you know. It's gonna hurt to discipline them sometimes. It's gonna hurt when they, when they want to do something that you know they shouldn't be doing, or you know, you just gotta, gotta, you gotta put that foot down. You can't allow them to dictate or control the narrative. You're the parent. You brought them into this world. My mom used to tell me, "I brought you in. I could take you out." I feared my mom. I never wanted to cuss in front of her, nothing like that. So these kids now their days don't fear their parents. Their parents is fearing the children. When we need to take that power and control back, these are our youth that we're bringing into this world. We should dictate how they move, where they go, who they be friends with, who they talk to, how much time they spend on the phone, social media, and things like that. Because if not, we just going to keep allowing them to get further and further away. And then by the time you know it, they in a life so deep that whatever you say doesn't mean or matter anymore anyways. And I think the other aspect of that, too, is what I've seen is a lot of these children are disconnected from God. Yeah. Like they don't have a healthy yeah. fear of God, repercussion of actions, the difference between good and evil. Like they are, they just don't have what I would call any structure that would lead them until they get in trouble. And now they, you know, they grab a Bible and they don't even know how to read it because they don't know how to even find. If you tell them a chapter and a verse, right. you have to actually turn the page for them right. for them to find it. Right. So I, I, you know, yeah, religion is a big part of it too. Because when I was going to school, we it, it was we we did things that made us know that God is the Creator and things like that. Nowadays, they don't even teach or even at home, the parents not teaching them. And you know, like a few bad churches give people a bad taste in their mouth when it's really not about that. It's about the actual feeling and understanding and believing in the actual God, the purpose of that is to give you something to have faith and have hope. So when you are going through the dark times, you can always believe that you can make it out because you know there's a higher power that's going to help you get through that by just believing and praying. Prayer go a long way, man, regardless if people want to believe it or not. Hey, I'm, I'm a firm believer of God's twins, grace and mercy. Yes. So though the grace and mercy allows you to understand that you have been forgiven. Right. You know, for anything that you have done, that's, that doesn't, you know, strip away accountability. Right. right. But God forgives you if you seek that. Right. And I think young people uh, get challenged because they haven't been told that. Right. You know, they just don't even know. And this. We all make mistakes, man. Ain't nobody perfect. None of a lot us of, are perfect. A lot of young kids 
they think it's over after that first mistake. And I'm constantly telling the kids at the center, like, this ain't over, man. You got to, there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's all about what you're willing to do and how you're going to take lot. accountability and move forward from here. A lot of us have been sat down for a period of time. Right. That doesn't mean that we couldn't come back from no, it. No, everybody get a second chance. That's why. God Third and fourth chances, too. Yeah, that's why <laughs> God died for us to be able yes. to have, have another chance, man. Forgive us for our sins. We should never be binded to that. You know, once if we pray and, you know, we make that initiative to change, then that should be it for us. As I'm not judging nobody, you know, even I, some of the kids that come through where we work, I'm not judging them at all. We I'm, can't. I'm looking at them and hoping that they make the right decision. We can't I'm because everybody's situation is different. is different. You know, you'll see the headlines and you think, oh, my, this right. kid must be an absolute right. terror. And then you meet the kid and you're like, wait a minute. Right. It's totally different. <laughs> it's not even you. You can't even believe this. The same right, kid. Right. That they kind of that put they that on. You sensationalized know? on TV. Right. Yeah. right. But as a community, man, we just need to get together and stick up for our kids, man, and just get them the hope. Even if you're not doing the right thing out there, man, when you see a kid, just give them some hope. Let them know that better days is coming and they could get through whatever they they, they put their mind to they could do. And any downtime is not going to last forever. You could rise up from that. And if you choose to be in that field and work in that field or volunteer in that field or want to help, Main thing is consistency. Yes. Don't think that you could just show up one time right. and you've done your job. Right. These kids don't look consistent. at it that way. Matter of fact, they're going to look at you funny right. because you only showed up the one time. You have to be consistent. Yeah. Because, man, it's just like when you're dealing with your woman, she wants you to be consistent. <laughs> Absolutely. So you got to be consistent, man. And. You know that consistency is everything, and and our young men uh, need need a, a lesson in dealing with their emotions because oh, absolutely they they get mad and first thing they resort to is anger and violence, and that's not the way. That I can to, always tell a young man that was raised by a single mother by his ability to control his emotions. Yes, man. It took me a long time <laughs> to understand that too. I used yes. to be. Uh, I had kid. it. I had it too, man. Yeah. I was a high head, yeah, and it was couldn't control them emotions. Somebody yeah. say something and it go right way up. <laughs> but that one bad decision could have you sitting down or a long gone, time. You know, if yeah. you knew how to control that, and a lot of issues that I believe that's happening out here is the lack of communication, misunderstanding. Like if us as men, young men, if we have an issue with somebody, we should be able to communicate that to get a better, broader understanding so it don't lead to gun violence. And if it can't be resolved, just separate yourselves right. from right. each other. That's right. it. Is he, I, I don't go anywhere where I don't feel loved. Me neither. I do not play with going to when people say, oh, this happened at me at this, you know, this business and they don't like black folks. I would never step in that establishment in the first place right. to know what that would feel like. Because if I thought there was a problem, I would never go. Right. So I, I wish that our children could be taught, hey, if they don't fool with me over here, why would I go over here? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they missing a lot, man. Yeah. The lessons is not being taught. But we need to start teaching them, man, to try to help, you know, if. Even when my daughter's got friends over or whatever, I'm te I'm talking to their friends Absolutely. like they my kids. Absolutely. You know, I'm giving them jewels and, 
and letting them know, hey, this, that, and the third. I'm trying to only positivity, you know. Absolutely. Because you, you have to be the gatekeeper sure for indeed. them. I mean, that you're the line of security. Like, nothing should get past you. Right. You know, there might be a couple things that squeak by because kids are going to be kids, but the main stuff, no. <laughs> yeah. It's sad when, when, you, yeah. when your daughter or your son could go to his friend's house and smoke some weed or have a girl over there or whatever. That's, that's another problem uh-huh. in our community, too. Man, we can't allow and get these kids the avenue to do what their parents want to allow them to do at show house. Yeah, and we, and we have kids that, you know, they get picked up because they was riding in the kid. Right. They ain't still the kid, but they was riding in the stolen right. kid because they ain't have enough sense. Hey, my friend ain't even old enough to drive. Why am I in this car? Right. Like, the decision-making aspect of this, too, because it ain't all on the parents. At some point, the kid has got to use... <laughs> Some common sense to say, you know what? He's 15. He can't even drive in New York State at right. 15. And the young ladies, too, following Same. behind these young boys. Absolutely. And it's sad when you see the young ladies come in there. Absolutely. And the first thing that happened is the young boys start pinning everything on the young lady. And it's Absolutely. now they stuck. They can't go home, no nothing. Because it's, it's, gotta, we got to start thinking, ladies, because... These guys ain't got your best interest, man. They just going to use and abuse you. And when they get caught, they, they going to throw See, you See, that's that the girl world. dad talking. Right. See, I know girl dad talk. <laughs> <laughs> I know girl dad, dad talk. That's trying the, to preach that to yeah. line all the time. Yes, absolutely. They and I, I, and, and I ain't I, playing with them with come to that. And for the parents that might be listening, if you know your son doesn't have a license, you should be questioning if there's a Kia or a Hyundai or something parked in front of the house behind the house or in the driveway. Right. Don't condone criminalizing your child. Right. Because that's what you're doing if you allow that. You're doing a disservice to yourself, your family, and the community. And then you know. your kid get picked up, and then you don't even want to come visit them. Right. We definitely got to start building the community up, man, and to start with the youth. Because if we ain't leading, um, teaching our youth the right way, they the next people to have this in their hands. And if they don't know how to control or maneuver it, then it's just going to go down. And we ain't going to have no community. There ain't going to be no communities around the United States if we, we keep letting our children just destroy and become destructive. Yeah, because our, the way I see it, I told somebody this. After working out there with you, if I didn't have children already, I don't think I would have kids. Right. Because some of the situations I see yeah. is scary. It is. It's man. scary. It's definitely scary, it's, man. Where I'm like, wow, this this is the world that these children are living in. Why would I want to bring babies into that? But I already got my baby. So. Right, right. And, and, and luckily, I haven't had to face what some people had to face with their children. Yeah. It's unfortunate when... Because we got a lot of good parents that's doing everything. Yeah, and they, and they still work, go through it. Busting their butt yep. for their kids. They providing them with the best quality yep. clothes and sneakers and electronics. And the kids still come out here and make their family look bad by doing the things that they doing as if they have no home training or none of that. And then I, I feel bad for a lot of the single mothers out here that's going hard and doing everything they need to do for their kids. And then... You got the one or two kids that just giving you they butt to kiss, acting ungrateful and unappreciative of you. Entitled. Sacri- right. Entitled. There's a lot of entitlement out here. Absolutely. 
Well, before we take off, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? I would just want to say, man, it can get better, man. We all just got to believe in ourselves and stick together. You know, in the time that we in right now, dividing, being divided is not a good thing for any of us, especially with our families and our children. We all, as a family, need to stick together, you know, individually come together, keep that same tradition up. You know, when the grandparents was around, they weren't letting the aunties fight the aunties or the cousins have issues or or nothing. No, no, we all came together for family dinners and all that. We need to bring that back get, and start believing in something. If it ain't God, whatever, find something to believe in that's going to keep you sane and well-grounded. Because without that, you just lost in this world. Yeah, and I'd like to tell young people, no matter what, God loves you. Right. No matter what, God loves you. Right. No matter what you've done, whatever mistake you made, don't let anybody fool you. God's love is for you. Exactly. So with that being said, Brother Q, I'd like to thank you for joining me on this episode you. of the Bounce Back and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing your work in the community and out at the center. All right, man. I appreciate you for having me. No problem. Thanks for listening to this podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network. Provided by Vision Automotive.